Hey everybody, welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where I share tips on business, relationships, and even personal development. As an entrepreneur of over 20 years and a multiple six-figure company, I have seen firsthand how the masculine and feminine play a role in our happiness at work and at home. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, hey, as always, if you've gotten value from this episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Each month, we do a random draw of reviews and send the lucky winner a gorgeous thank you gift. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Um, so this episode's called Scary Shit, Do It Anyway. And if you are listening, um, hopefully the sound is okay because I'm not using the mic. I don't have time to go get myself set up, but I wanted to record this podcast super quick so that it was done and you had value and you were going to learn something. So scary shit. What do I mean by scary shit? Like so many different things, right? And I think if you're listening to this, likely a business owner or aspiring business owner, or you're in sales, and I've started to make that distinction only because um, if you are in sales, you kind of are running your own shop a little bit. Um, even if you're being fed leads in your you know, job, if you're a salesperson and you're getting leads, you're still, you still have a, a big responsibility. And I think sales is a lot different than it was. Like if I were to go back into sales for someone else, I would be using my social media to build my own little business within the business. So this is applicable to you as well. Um, if you are in a sales position and I mean, there's always something for everybody, but let's just, you know, I don't like to say I'm the Walmart for everybody. There's certain people who will get stuff out of this and certain people that will not. So scary stuff. I mean, you know, there's, it's sort of relative, right? Like you can say you think something scary that I might think like, what is that even a big deal? For example, firewalk, right? Like a lot of people think that's a, the scariest thing in the world. For me, flying used to be the scariest thing in the world. So I think it's just, you know, I think we get this misconception that when we're running a business or running a mission or, or we're in a sales job or whatever the thing is, is that it's supposed to not be frightening. It's supposed to just be happy-go-lucky personal growth, right? Like the first time I went to a Tony Robbins event, first of all, I had to fly. And as I just mentioned, I did not appreciate flying at all. And so for me, it was very scary, but, and here, let me just actually tell you the story about how this all went down. Cause it, it might give you a chuckle, but it will teach you that at the end of the day, there's literally no one else is participating in your rescue. And I know that's a saying that you've heard before, but it's, it's so relevant. It needs to be repeated often. So 20, when was it? I guess 2017. Yeah. 2017 was the, um, uh, business mastery event with Tony and it was in Vegas. And my husband and I had already been separated for some time. I think I'm getting the dates right. I might not be getting the dates right, but and either way, he and I were separated the second time. We've been separated three times. This was the third and final. Anyway, I digress. So we were separated and I we were running the business together. And I said I wanted to, um, you know, like do this event. And it was a Tony event. And I was, you know, I'd never done anything like this before and blah, blah, blah. I was excited, whatnot. But I was like, how am I going to get there? 
how am I going to get all the way to Vegas? I live in Toronto, Canada. How am I going to get there without flying? And I literally was like coming up with strategies on how the fuck I was going to get there without flying. So I reached out to him at one point and I was like, you know, and this is, I'm a good salesperson, but Ken will, you know, if it's a no from him, it's a no from him. And there's no amount of selling I can do on something like that. He's not. And, and I appreciate that he said no. So here's me, you know, it's a $10,000 ticket plus like travel, whatever. I phone him and I'm like, Hey, why don't we do a family trip? Because, you know, if you know me and Ken, even when we're separated or when we're going through separation or divorce, whatever, he's still my, you know, one of my best friends and we get along really well. And we're not the couple that hates each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was like, Hey, why don't we take the kids on this like really cool adventure to Las Vegas? We can show them the grand Canyon and girl, I sold this. I tried to sell this like hard because there was in me, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm getting on an airplane. So what am I going to do? I got to get this guy to buy into whatever it is I'm trying to figure out here. And I'm like, we could stop in this place and this, and he's like, we're not driving to fucking Las Vegas. So you can go to this event. And I was like, what do you mean? It'd be such a great thing. The kids would love it. And da, da. no, we're not doing that. I was like, okay. So what ended up, you know, he said, basically he and another friend of mine actually said, you need to put your big girl panties on and get your ass on an airplane and go to Vegas and do this event. And ultimately that's what I did. Was it scary? Yes, it was scary. You know, I don't pick like this short hour and a half, two hour flight. I'm picking a six hour flight to Vegas. And so it was scary. And I actually didn't take, now I take, take uh, lorazepam and some wine when I fly, because I enjoy it more when I'm calmer. And when my parasympathetic nervous system is jacked, I'm not able to relax or have a good time when I'm flying. So now I definitely do help that along. And um, so I, so I like the whole trip was kind of scary. I hadn't traveled alone ever really before that. I certainly didn't know what to expect at the, the event. Um, and it, and it, like the whole thing was really jarring. And then once I got there, I was okay. But like, here's what I'm going to say about doing the scary shit. It's like, if we don't, if we don't actually, first of all, it's a terror barrier, right? Like this. And I talk about this in my program. If you're interested in the program, let me know. But there's never like growth will never happen if you're not doing the scary shit. Growth will only happen if you're doing the scary shit. Growth will only happen when you're like, you know what? That scares the crap out of me. I need to do it. Oftentimes when I think about doing an event, like I just joined a mastermind group. Uh, well, I mean, I, it's not a mastermind group. It's a course and it's with a coach who's leading it. And I have all kinds of worries about it. Like, you know, is this going to be bullshit? I try to do a course a year and join a program one, at least one a year. And I highly recommend that. Of course, I want you to come to my group, but here's what the other reality is, is like, if you're with me for a year in the mastermind, um, you're, the goal is to have you grow out of outgrow me by the end of the year. And so that the new people that haven't worked with me ever can come through. I don't expect people to stay with me for years and years. That's not realistic. And I don't think it's a good thing if a client stays with me past a year, because that means they haven't grown past what they're learning. I teach what I'm an expert in, but I'm not taking them and then switch, you know, and, and of course I add things along the way. And I, my expertise changes based on the learning I do, but really my course is really designed or my program or mastermind. It's really designed for somebody who's fairly new to personal development, who, who has done some stuff, but doesn't really know where, like what to do after, after the fact. But so I joined this new, this new program 
And I have tons of fear around it. Like, is it going to work for me in terms of like, is it going to teach me something I don't know and how, because I know a lot of the stuff and ego's already saying, I, you know, a lot of this stuff, but it's, I'm not getting the results that I want. So obviously I'm not implementing it correctly. So then I start to lean into, okay, uh, well, maybe this is the wrong thing or maybe, and it's a decent size investment. It's not huge, but it's like, it's all right. It's a few thousand bucks. Um, but like, you know, that, that scary thing is always, you know, growth is on the other side of that. Like you can't get away with doing shit that makes you feel comfortable. It's just not the way it's going to ever, it will never result in growth. Like that's the bottom line, no matter how you slice it. If you're not willing to do stuff that's, that's freaky to you or that scares you or whatever, um, you're never going to do. Cause it like, it's like person, like, um, public speaking for me, right? Like I can do lives and I can do zoom stuff and I can do little groups, whatever. But my goal in this year is to like really do some big, big events. And I actually feel like I'm going to just, you know, a lot of speakers will say they'll go do free events and I'm, and I'm cool for cool with that. But what I I think I'm actually going to do the track I'm going to go on is to create, because ultimately my goal, I know I'm all over the place today, but ultimately my goal is to have the love soldiers conference in 2023. And that's not even a goal that's happening. End of story. So for me, going and speaking on other people's stages doesn't make sense. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to invite people to come and hang out with me and we'll, I'll do talks with, so if it's 10 people in the beginning, so what? It's 10 people. The thing that I want to bring up to you is the fact that it scares me. There's a lot of fear around, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to freeze? Am I going to, I don't think I'm going to sound stupid because it's my content. If I don't know it, nobody fucking does, right? But it's that you know, am I going to freeze in the middle of what I'm trying to articulate or say or whatever? But if it wasn't scary, it wouldn't like, it's just how it is. If it wasn't scary, it wouldn't actually move the needle on my business. So what I, I want you to do, I'm going to wrap it up. I said, it was going to be a quick one um, because I don't have to go deep into this. Like your ego will tell you not to do shit. Your fucking sister will tell you not to do shit. Like you can listen to all that, but internally, you know, like you have to do the stuff that, that really pushes you and scares you. So let's just, let's not make, you know, I wouldn't say let's not, let's not be deluded in the fact that like, you already know that you have to do the stuff that really, you know, challenges you. So let's not pretend like those people's voices matter to you because they don't, right? If you're listening to this podcast and many of you are avid listeners, which fucking makes my heart so full. It's such a beautiful gift and such a, I'm so humbled by it that you keep coming back, back and back and back. So if you're here, maybe for the 10th time, 20th, 164th time or 66th time, I don't know what event we're on or what uh, episode we're on. If you're back, then, you know, we're not going to play the game of like, Oh, it matters with other people. We know it doesn't. We know whatever they're saying is a projection of their own fears. It's a projection of their own bullshit. So let's not even if you're new, there you have it. There's my golden mic drop moment. Anything that someone's saying to you, complaining to you, being negative to you about is their own shit. And I always just say, put a mirror up in front of that person or yourself, if you're the one complaining and say, say the statement again, so-and-so is being blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a 99.9% chance that you're being blah, blah, blah. Okay. So let's just forget about pretending and using other people's opinions of us as an excuse not to do the scary shit. That's not going to fly in our, in our environment here. So what I'd love for you to do is write down five things that are scary. Like maybe it's ask the boss for a raise. Maybe it's call the client that was 
oftentimes, you know, in, in other businesses, like in my other company that I'm, I've sold recently to my ex, my, my ex-partner and ex-husband, my portion um, would be, he would not want to call on a client who wasn't happy with our writing. There was something that wasn't done correctly and he wasn't happy about it, the client. And so Ken would avoid it like the plague now. And I would know about it. Otherwise I would have made that call. Right. But if he had called, then there are times when he would have not lost a client, right? Do the scary shit. So five things that you think, holy crap, that's a stretch for me. And then guess what? I want you to do it. Do it. Like how badly do you want change? How badly do you want growth? How badly do you want to live the life of your fucking dreams? I'm not saying it's a magic bullet tomorrow. It's going to be fine. I'm saying though, if you have a list of things you're looking at and you're thinking, Ooh, that's a stretch. Nothing will happen if you don't attack that list or you don't start to work that list. Start working list. Five scary things that you need to get done that you know will move the needle in your relationship, in your mindset, or in your business and do it. All right. I hope you have an amazing day. I love you. I know it's a short one. And uh, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.